Welcome back to oh, hi everyone. Welcome back to struggling with the bones. We're currently struggling. Um, this is going to be a different episode today. We're going to be discussing in our new segment of struggling with bones. We're going to talk about movies because the three the three bums love their movies. And as we're filming this, Fast and Furious Nine drops tomorrow or tonight at midnight or if you're on the West Coast, ten o'clock. But so we're going to talk about the Fast, the Fast and the Furious franchise, which I think all three of us are pretty diehard fans. Like most men, you know, coming up, you know, Fast and the Furious 1 came out in 2001. So it's basically our childhood and then our adulthood, honestly. Uh, Daniel, how about you tell, tell everyone, like, kind of your experience with Fast and the Furious, why you like it? I mean, we're all around the same age and we've all, I know, seen all the films. So go for it. Yeah, let's see. I mean, I like it just because I like cars in general. I've always liked cars when I, ever since I was young. So um, I know when I first kind of, I don't know, I can't really pinpoint a time where I first like got into the franchise because a lot of times when I did see the movies, it was on, um, for those that don't know, I used to do club soccer. And a lot of times it'd be on like during the trips and at the hotels for club soccer like they'd be on and I'd just randomly see the movies on sometimes on whatever channel in the hotel so a lot of times it would it took me a while to like kind of go through all the movies because like I was seeing bits and pieces of different ones through that but um I think at this point I've seen most of them except for the whichever one that they uh I think it was in Dubai or something I forget the name of the car I used to know but they sent it out number seven yeah, oh, the Lycan Hypersport. Yes, the Lycan. Yeah, oh. sent that. They, yeah, they sent that shit flying. At the RP yeah. that car. Um, I don't know if y'all have seen like I've seen video or damn, I watched a video about that car specifically. Um, there was a lot of interesting facts on it, but I'm pretty sure, like, believe it or not, that car is not actually that fast or anything. Yeah, Eddie. doesn't have like a W16 and. <clears throat> rear wheel drive like diamond key or something like that um at least i'm pretty sure if it's this car i'm pretty sure it's this car but yeah i, I don't know what i forgot what it had in it specifically but i know it was more of like the car that supposedly looks yeah it, it, it looks it was, fast yeah. and i think it wasn't as fast as we thought it was yeah exactly it's still yeah. sick because the way it was built. yeah yeah yeah. i i know a lot of a lot of times it was just like it's expensive because of what it looks like and um i guess it was more of like the looks on the car than actual performance and everything which some people were let down by that fact but uh i guess getting back on topic um let's see yeah, I, I know I never watched the movies in order. That's that's for sure. <laughs> Don't <laughs> really need to. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I've generally liked them. Like I said, I was always and still am really like big into cars. Um, my only downside with a lot of the stuff with cars is it's quite the expensive hobby to have. And um, I know... At least when it comes on working on cars, I can do a lot of basic stuff. But when it gets to more of the complicated stuff, it's just like, okay, that's kind of over my head. I know my dad can do it. And I know like when I was younger, he always was trying to teach me stuff. But 
I don't, I don't know if it was, he's just a bad, well, I can't say he's a bad teacher because he was actually a teacher for like a school teacher. So he can't be a bad, I I don't know. I don't know if it was him or me, but every time I just get so bored (laughs) listening to the way that he would, I don't know. He would just go on and on and talk about it, uh, like talking to himself and everything. And I guess it, for him, maybe it was just never getting to the point, but um, yeah, I mean, I mean, even now, like one thing that I would love to do is definitely um, work on my own car for sure. Kind of like build that up from the ground up. It's just whenever you have the money for that, I guess. Um, I know my family has a 1967 Mustang in our garage that I'd love to get my hands on and work on, but um kind of the last thing that my dad was doing on it um he was missing or he missing was the I think that they are called the Calvins he was dealing with that and ended up taking the whole front end off so yeah but uh yeah I mean I'm getting kind of all over the place on off topic but yeah that, that <laughs> that's just kind of for me with it uh, what about you Eddie I mean I think that's the thing with Fast and Furious though it's such like a it started here and then it just kind of widened out <clears throat> into so much originally in addition to the cars because i think we all love cars here mm-hmm. was it was in la and like for me it was like that's in la that's in my hometown that's so cool plus don toretto's character drove a 1970 dodge charger and while i don't have a 1970 dodge charger i do have a 1969 dodge charger so for me it was like an homage to like the old muscle cars and mine being just one year before his essentially was like the coolest thing. And I think also too, was like Brian, like um, Paul Walker brought to life uh, what Brian O'Spillner was, I know, I forget what his name was. Brian, Brian O'Connor. Brian O'Connor. He brought to life that character. And I just so loved him as a character that it was so unfortunate that he's passed RIP, but like that was just a big addition. So I was a big fan of both of those things. <clears throat> and like you, Daniel, I don't remember, I don't think I watched it in theaters because I was like four when it came out. So I don't yeah. think I watched it in theaters, but later on I did. I watched that and then two. And then it took me a while to watch three actually, which even though it has a lot of memes from it because of the song, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember watching four when it came out in like 09 um, in theaters, in Disneyland uh, theaters, whatever. So yeah, it's good stuff, man. <clears throat> 69 chargers nice those are hard to come by thanks oh, to yeah. uh the hazard. The hazard yeah yeah yep. they wrecked so many of them <laughs> they wrecked at least 1500 dodge chargers from that era yeah same well i i don't know how many people know this fact but the first movie i ever saw and the first memory i actually remember from my youth was watching fast and furious one i distinctly remember as a young kid and I want to say 2002 because it came out in 2001 watching that. And I was like maybe five. Yeah, I would have been five. And I remember watching that. And it was just, I don't know, maybe it was because I was like five years old, but my mind was blown. And I just, I was like, I didn't know you could do that with a car. I thought the concept of NOS and just driving like that, like people are flipping these switches and flying and like fire shoot. I just thought it was the coolest thing. And like, yeah, I think, I think the thing with uh, Paul Walker and Vin Diesel, you know, a lot of actors will play roles and then, it, but you know, the actor versus the character. 
But but whenever I think of Vin Diesel and Paul Walker, I have to think of their names because I think of Brian O'Connor and Dominic Toretto. Like I think if I saw Vin Diesel, I would think that's Dominic Toretto, not Vin Diesel. Like they just they are that character. No one else will you can't remake this. No one else will be a Brian O'Connor. No one else will ever be a Dominic Toretto. Um but speaking of two, uh let's kind of cut through the movies a little bit. So Fast, I'll, I'll do the first one. So Fast and Furious 1, shot in 2001. And it's it's really simple, actually, of a concept. You have, you have Brian, who's this undercover cop, brand new to the scene. Oh, it's well, I know they did an interview with uh, Paul Walker, and he said, I wanted to do point break, point break with cars, and that was the that was the idea. So yeah, very simple, very simple. Yeah, very, but it's a very simple concept throughout the movie. You can honestly watch that thing mid-part and still understand the ending, which I, I actually really do appreciate because whenever you're seeing it as a kid on TNT or whatever, you're never catching the very beginning typically. But, you know, long story short, yeah, Paul Walker, who's this undercover cop trying to get into the underground street racing scene and catch these, this group that Vin Diesel leads, <clears throat> Dominic Toretto, that are robbing trucks. And basically it's just Paul Walker getting it. You know, he come to find out he's like raw talent racer and Vin Diesel's like the grandmaster and Paul Walker saves him. And then, you know, they become friends and they raise and then it become you know, they, the heist goes bad on one time. Paul Walker ends up saving Jesse, who's a douche, but whatever. And uh, that's really how the movie, the movie ends with Vin Diesel crashing Paul Walker's car. And, it, and that's it. And it's like, what was the point again? I mean, it's cool, you know. But uh, Daniel, how about you describe for the folks like Fast and Furious Two, or do you want to do number three? I'll let you decide if you want to give Eddie number two. Uh, Eddie can go with number two. I mean, yeah, it doesn't matter <laughs> me. Yeah, go for it, Eddie. Number I mean, I, yeah, two. I guess what had happened was Vin Diesel got a couple of deals from that one movie. So he was like... Riddick, become, Chronicle Riddick. Yeah, he was doing Chronicle Riddick and Triple um, X right around the same yeah. time. So he was like about to become his career. That was his career maker, essentially. Um, that So he left. And so it was like just Paul Walker. And he was like, yeah, I'll do Fast and Furious 2 again. Why not? And he did with what Tyrese Gibson, right? In Florida. Roman Pierce, baby. Roman Pierce. <laughs> we hungry. Um, yeah, and Ludacris too. So that was just such a cool thing too, because it was even more like of the roots of racing and like community and family around like just racing and stuff like that. And it made that 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 movie awesome. And essentially he got rehired by the FBI. They said, Hey, here's another chance for you. We gotta bring down this. I don't think it was a cartel, but it was like some dude bringing something like that i think it whatever. was a cartel it might have been a minor cartel yeah, yeah yeah so like we need you to bring him down you have to become one of the racers like that was a theme very similar to the first one um i know it didn't do as well um and almost honestly almost killed the franchise to be honest until the third one came around and then and then they revived it in the fourth but yeah I mean, that was the premise but they did do they pulled the dukes of hazard they said Tyrese Gibson said it. He said that's some Dukes of Hazard shit. They drove their car over the rail onto the boat. Yeah, that was sick. Yeah. What an homage. Yeah, homage, definitely. <clears throat> Daniel. Mm, let's see. Three, right? Tokyo that was Drift. Tokyo, yeah, Tokyo Drift. Um 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I always heard a lot of mixed reviews on that one for sure. I know in the ratings, I'm pretty sure it didn't do that well. Um, but I don't know. I mean, it was fun. The whole, what is it, JDM thing too in there. Um, yeah. Well, I was going to say, do you want to give oh, like no, a summary of the movie? Um, Let's see if I... Was it Oh uh, God, let me see. This is so long ago if I remember. Um it 2006. had on right going yeah for a reason, learning how to drift or something like that. I'm pretty sure. God it's... Yeah, so he remember he yeah, like yeah, yeah. in the opening scene, he raises that dude with like a Corvette or something. Yeah. Gets his car trashed and gets sent to Japan. <laughs> and it's so funny because the first the first time he sees his dad, there's like a hooker coming out. It's like Oh, <laughs> I was like, "Hey, mom, what is that lady doing?" <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, but yeah, yeah. It, I know, I know, yeah. uh, I know. We've done a lot of stuff using the the song from that. That um, Fast and Furious Three is like, I think, iconic because of the fans. Because again, the movie premise, when you think about it, it's kind of dumb. Like this. This seven-year-old kid comes to Japan mm-hmm. for he gets in trouble from racing, gets to Japan. The first fucking day at school, he gets in somehow into the underground racing scene, which I couldn't even. I thought I told my mom, I was like, I don't even know how I would find the underground racing scene in Oklahoma, which apparently is the biggest in the world, fun fact. Um, and I've seen a couple cars racing down the highway, but again, it's like I don't know how you find it. But he runs in the first day, and then he drops some random dude who becomes Han, lets him just take his, like, probably $100,000 car and wreck that shit. Oh, he knew it. Oh, go ahead, Eddie. I, I do have a question for you guys. I know we're kind of reviewing some of these, but, like, what, which Fast and Furious movie really, like, keyed you guys in? And I know, Bryce, you kind of answered that, but was there a future movie that really reeled you in? Because here's the thing. One, great. Two, weaker and then three i don't know two of the cult classic though but and, and three was definitely off the rails because it only had been diesel at the very very end but like what movie really brought you guys in basically is what i want to know yeah what's your favorite um i would say five for me i thought to my understanding going into it that was the last one to be made and it's just the ending you know it's like it was like the fucking avengers like they literally brought everyone from all the other films together they, the reason for everyone that wants to know, I drive a 2016 Dodge Charger with a SRT, and the fucking car that the reason I got that and the color I got exactly is because of what happens in, in the fifth movie. I saw that and I was like, I was at that time in my life, I was like, I need that car. Like, you don't understand, I need that 2011 Dodge Charger with SRT. And I don't know. I just love the ending to it. I was like, hey, happy ending, you know. Um, and then six is probably my second favorite. But what about you guys? Mm, if I had to say, probably one of the, the earlier ones. If not, um, I think it was a Fate and the Furious because before then, um, it probably, honestly, that one probably stacks like kind of average through all the movies um i think in most people's opinions but that's kind of what brought me more back into it because before like like i said like a lot of it i had watched when i was like really young like going through like different trips and everything and 
a lot of those earlier ones, especially just all kind of like blended into one for me. I mean, it, it I, I guess it's hard sometimes not to, especially when you haven't seen them for a while. Um, but yeah, that one kind of re-sparked everything with it, um, especially since I saw it with you guys too. And I was like, oh yeah, I forgot how dope all of these movies were. And then, yeah. Yeah. Ian, what about you, Eddie? I was going to say, I think, um, I know, uh, so Justin Lin was a director for 456. And so mm-hmm. they were like, uh, in 3 yeah, yeah. So he got tasked with the revival. And he did an excellent job of 456. So I will say four got me back into it. But six for sure is my favorite. I mean, I think that was peak. Fast and Furious at its heart, along with somewhat of a spy theme, which is obviously what they're perpetuating now. Um, I think seven pushed it too far and then eight way too far. And now nine, I think is just way over the edge, which we'll talk about probably in the second half of this episode. But I think six was that perfect meld of like the previous racing and everything like that. And then into, you know, they needed them to to, to get these, uh, you know, Shaw and the rest of them down. So, Uh, you know, I think three is really interesting because, you know, it was, it was like, from my understanding, 2006 going into it, that was the last film. Like the series was dying. The actors didn't want to be in it. It was such a see. I heard it was a huge secret that Vin Diesel made that cameo in the end. And the reason he did it, to my understanding, is because he got the rights to the Chronicles of Riddick. That was like the deal. And apparently the fact that he was in the end is what that, that like sparks so much interest in the fans that literally the fans saved the series to my understanding, because it did horrible in the box office. And it, I think it's the second or lowest reviewed, you know, rating wise, but the fans were like, look, we need another one. Like, I don't care. And fast in the fast in the furious number four, the, which came out in 2009, you know, uh, three years later, that was a real shock. I don't remember. I re- remember that. Like, coming out of nowhere and then i was like well, well what's the premise and, and it's interesting because i think fast and furious 4 you could almost say is you know one two and three almost aren't canon in the sense that the way you think of it i guess because you could watch four and understand the rest of the series i guess like four is what the modern fast and the furious is based off of now because in four uh Dominic Toretto comes back Brian's back it's almost the same story Brian's back working for the FBI Dominic Toretto's on the run they Letty quote-unquote gets killed whatever which brings Don back he decides to race for the cartels blah 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 that goes awry they bribe the cartels and then they're like oh we're gonna we're gonna get Dom free by bringing the cartel in which doesn't work and what perpetrate and that ending is what pushes Fast and Furious 5. Eddie, you want to talk about 5 and what happens in it? Yeah, I mean, just to get into it briefly, was like, essentially it was a continuation. They freed Don Toretto from prison. He was actually going, fun fact for everyone, he was going to Lompoc Maximum Security, which is where um, I have a family member that actually was a prison guard there um, in real life. So they're taken there, they freed him, they're on the run, they're in Brazil. Um, and they're going to do a job basically for some money so they can go somewhere else where they, they would be no extra de- extradition. They end up getting caught up with the freaking most corrupt person in like uh, Rio de Janeiro Rio. or whatever. Yeah. And so they have to like 
saved their own ass because of the whole situation. And they ended up calling up a whole bunch of people from the previous movies um, in. And I think that's definitely what made Fast Five very good. And I think set the tone. Yeah, definitely. Set the tone for the rest of the movies. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and they did make the money. Great song at the end. Don Omar, uh, Dance Kululu, great song. Everything yes, like sir. That. Great ending. Um, but it led to the next one. It could have ended there. It could have ended there, but they the, wanted it. For the, you know, the ending, they're like, oh, Letty's alive. <laughs> Surprise, motherfuckers. Uh, Daniel, did you want to cover episode six and what goes down in it? Honestly, y'all do so much better with these summaries. <laughs> okay, okay. We'll, we'll let you yeah. talk cards because I don't know cards that well. So yeah, episode yeah. six, the gang is back and now they're working for the feds to get pardons so they can go back home because, you know, they can, you know whatever. And Letty's alive. That's like the whole thing. And, and so they go against Dicker Shaw, who's this SAS super car driver soldier guy. I don't know. And it's, it is really different because they go, you know, in the past movies, they just fight like gangbangers and like bad guys like that. And then, and sadly in episode six, they're fighting like soldiers and like these dudes, they get kind of fucked up in the very beginning half of the movie. Honestly, throughout the movie, they, they somehow managed to take down a tank, but honestly, they get their ass kicked through the whole thing. And that's when I think they really got what people consider with the Fast and Furious, like, out of line. Like, like Dom does this move where he flies through the fucking air, like, maybe 40, 50 feet, catches Letty and hits a windshield, and he's fine. Like, no, that's not how science works. And then, you know, of course, you know, he drives a car through a blown-up plane, and it's like, no, that's not how it works. But, yeah, so basically, you know, long story short, they, it's, they were after some computer chip or something like that. And the t- and these guy Owen Shaw and his gang they get it and so they're on the plane and then they drive the car into the plane and there is a dope scene where the Rock and uh, Vin Diesel fight this other dude and that was fucking awesome. I remember cheering for that shit. And then the only reason Six isn't my favorite is because they kill uh, Giselle, but no, no, Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. It's total bullshit, man. I, I wanted to be happy that they got Letty, but I would I would rather keep Gal Gadot personally. And that's episode that's number six essentially. Eddie, yeah, I definitely I'll, I'll try and summarize seven and eight, and and maybe we can take a break for the bum moment. But after that, I definitely yeah. want to dive into the cars, and then especially how how it's been with the bums because I know we got yes, some great yes, stories yeah. about that. Um, but seven, yeah, yeah, I know Daniel's yeah, Daniel's ready. He's been yeah. waiting. Um, seven, uh, I believe they're kind of like sort of in retirement and essentially Shaw's brother, older brother was like, hold up, you messed up my brother. I'm coming for the whole family. So they have to go out again and sort of this war of shadows basically. So that's definitely where you cross into the very spy spy element. And it's definitely where you cross into the, okay, really though, um, with the whole situation, um, it, it, it was very entertaining, great movie. They ended up defeating him, throwing him in jail. Um, but in eight, um, or sorry, to finish in seven, Letty gets kind of her memories back, you know, in a lot of great ways and stuff. And that was unfortunately Brian, uh, Paul Walker's last movie. Um, they did a great send off for him at the end, which honestly, I was kind of tearing up at the end, to be honest. If you didn't R. cry, I. you didn't have a heart. Yeah, dude, it's so sad. Um, eight, 
essentially uh, Vin Diesel's character gets kind of blackmailed when he's just kicking it, you know, and he's hanging out in, I think it was Cuba. Cuba. Yeah, in Cuba. Mm-hmm. And he gets blackmailed into all this BS by this person because he, he had a kid with um, one of his previous girls he had been with and they stole his baby, blackmailed him and all this stuff. He went against the team, the family, um, and definitely was a very stressful movie because of that. Because it was like, damn, your, your team leader just went AWOL. He's now fighting against you. It's a tough situation. Um, they end up pulling it out and saving the kid. They don't save his his um, ex-lover, unfortunately, uh, which is played by Chris Hemsworth's wife, Elsa Pataki. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how it ends. They save the kid and, and they're able to kind of go back home and, and sort of move on, quote unquote. They call him Brian, which is an homage yeah, to, to Paul yeah, Walker. Paul Walker's uh, character. The only only thing about that movie that really killed it for me is the ending where literally they shoot a fucking missile at Vin Diesel and the whole area is engulfed in flames and all the cars form a circle around him, but the flames still go over. I'm like, but he would still burn to death. Like, you guys didn't. Damn. Okay. Sorry. That's my one tangent. Yeah, Seven is an emotional movie. If you're a true Fast and Furious fan, you can't watch that without, you know, feeling something. Because, you know, in the end, he didn't, Paul Walker didn't get to finish it, and they actually shot it with two, his two brothers that look very much like him, and then they CGI'd, like, his face onto theirs, which is just crazy. <clears throat> but as uh, Eddie was saying, we're going to take this time to transition into the bum moment. Take it away. Um, so yeah, very short bum moment. Uh, we we all love the Fast and Furious movies. And I'm not just talking about us three. I'm talking about the whole bum group. Like we're pretty big fans. We love going to see it. So we're really hyped when Hobbs and Shaw was coming out. We wanted to go watch it in theater. Just a whole situation. We're like, oh man, this is gonna be hilarious. Like let's get it. So for the people that have seen it, um, the scene where they're hopping on the the plane for the first time and they have to get fake passports. So a joke in the in the group from bum number two, bum number two. If you're listening to this, you know exactly what we're talking about. There's a joke where we like to say funny names, right? And one of them was Mike Michael Oxmall, right? Mike, if you say short, it's Mike Oxmall, basically, or or you can say Mike Oxmall. So a lot of funny names like that. He's the one that kind of perpetuated that in the group, and we always just said it. Anyways, in this movie. Um, Jason Statham's character gives The Rock character, um, which is Hobbs, the name of Michael Oxmall. So he shows up to the airport. They read his passport. Granted, none of us know this is going to happen. He comes up. The the TA is like, my cock small. And oh, dude, I, I mean, we're in a theater of like, it's like a full theater. And the whole front row, all of us just dying. We are just crying laughter in the front row of the theater. Everyone's looking at us going, what the hell is wrong with these guys? It wasn't that funny. Oh, we're dying. Because it was an inside joke with the group. Um, but so, yeah, quick quick inside group. And this is how, like, we'll transition into the bums and how it relates to Fast and Furious. But this is how ingrained, honestly, Fast and Furious is for us, for sure. Yeah. The, one, the only other thing I wanted to cover and kind of transition to the bums at the same time is the fucking music that comes out with these movies is iconic. You know, in, in Too Fast, Too Furious, you have Act the Fool, 
huge song at the time by Ludacris. I remember listening to that. And Tokyo, obviously Tokyo Drift, you have the song Tokyo Drift, which today, if I'm going to drive fast, if I'm going to do some other dumb stuff with my car, I can't tell you how many memories I have with certain bums in here. <laughs> um, with that song playing and us doing some wicked donuts or going, you know, very, you know, triple digit number speeds and flying off of things. And dude, that song is iconic. I, I just maybe the best one out of the entire, you know, list. And then like Eddie was saying, yeah, Blanco, yeah, Blanco and Chaz with <clears throat> Fast and Furious 4 by Pitbull, another Blanco. I don't know. It was a real hit. Then you had in 2000 and Fast and Furious 5, you have Dance Kadora with by Don Omar, who's also in that movie. That's those two guys uh, that no one knows their names, I guess. I don't know. And then in you know, 2000 in Fast and Furious 6, we have We Own It, which was like the first like big uh, Dude, compilation of artists. Oh, the opening of that movie was to that song with Wiz Khalifa and others, and it was a – they covered the whole it set the tone. at that point. Yeah, set it the set tone. the fucking tone. Yeah, because in that opening, the six, it's showing you all the movie. You can basically understand it there. And then, of course, you anyone that, like, I think has lost someone or had that, like, emotion, you listen to See You Again. That's – I mean, they played that for at Kobe's funeral. And God dang, if I didn't fucking just think of Paul Walker and Kobe like in heaven and just drop a tear or two, man. I can't listen to that song without, you know, sucking a tear up. That That is something else. And then and not, maybe not as popular as the others, but Gang Up and t- with Fast and Furious 8 was huge because we were like, bums, we're the fucking gang and we'll like gang up on you. It was a big thing that me and a certain bum, fuck Jerry, we listened to that shit like religiously and we were like every time we had people in our car we were like gang up and play that song so that was i just wanted to say like the bums love their fast and furious music daniel is a residential car expert how about you talk to us about the cars and the fast and furious and maybe some of your favorites was there any that really um, stuck out to you well i mean going through all of them would take a while because i know i don't know if y'all I've heard of watch the uh, YouTube channel Donut Media and kind of where they go. Like they do a lot of, and it's kind of a YouTube channel kind of where they dedicate a lot of stuff about cars. And they've had a couple of their own episodes where they just have spent the entire episode going through a lot of, and even for them, it was just so much work to just like sift through everything. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess the ones that always stood out to me was definitely the Dodge Charger all the time. Um, then the OG Supra, uh, 1995 Supra, 1995, 1994, one of the two. I'm pretty sure it's 95 though. Um, that, the uh, Clips too, um, those just, I don't know. For me, they're, they're a staple of it. Um one of let's see what else did i really like throughout um there i know this was definitely more recent um but when they came out with the believe it was the demon the dodge demon they used the the ones that they had oh my god yeah that that's a bad looking call especially with the the bigger hood scoop and everything on it i'm just like damn 
Oh my god. Yeah, I really, really uh, love those. Dude, yeah. Eddie, what about you? I know there's some that I, I mean I already mentioned most of them, but I'll add on because I am in absolute agreement with Daniel on that. Was um, the R34 Skyline and Too Fast Too Furious might be one of the nicest cars they've ever uh, had on the show on the movies because I think that car specifically they've sold variations of that for like millions of dollars because that's that is Brian O'Connor <clears throat> Paul Walker's car right um, I mean the Skylines because he always drives the Nissan GTR basically dude I mean in episode seven he drives the R35 Nismo Nissan GTR. Mm-hmm. The zero to 16, 2.9 seconds, man. Oh, dude, that thing was wicked. But yeah, and I'm with you, Dan. I think that's the biggest thing, too, that we always talk about these cars, and, and that's always mm-hmm. the stuff that comes up for sure. I know I've seen a lot of people rec- recreate the paint job from that, too. Um, I would love to do that myself if I get my, could get my hands on one of those. A lot of money. Oh, my God. Oh. I saw recently on... Uh camera what show i think it was east pan it was maybe broadcasting that they sold a not the original but someone had built the 1994 toyota super four from fast and furious one the orange and green one they sold it for like five hundred fifty thousand dollars. it wasn't even the original one it was just it just looked like it i was like god they i'm i'm like when it comes to the cars i'm more a fan of the older stuff and then i'm a i like paul walker and more than or brian o'connor should say more than vin diesel i always felt like brian was the true leader in in it in my opinion i think because he died he didn't get to it leans more towards vin diesel i always felt like brian was because because like you see him towards the end of the movies he beats vin diesel like don't that may be something to go off of but i just wanted to say like my all-time some of my favorite cars was Paul Walker's in the very beginning, 1995, Mitsubishi Eclipse. That green car was sick. Too bad he fucked it up, or the <laughs> Asian Mafia fucked it up, I should say. And then um, I really liked Hans' 1997 Mazda RX-7. That mm-hmm. thing was, oh, I was so my cars always get destroyed. And then, of course, you guys already mentioned it, all-time favorite car, 1999 Nissan Skyline GTR 34. Apparently, you couldn't even get those in America for some reason. But God, they, that's not if that's not the best looking car in Fast and the Furious, man. I really would, I want to say fight, but I would, I would stand on a hill for that point and argue it. Go ahead, Eddie. Uh, I was just say, I mean, obviously, we, us talking about this heated, we've had these conversations with the rest of the bums about this. I think it's so cool that we have collectively, not even just as the bums, but as our kind of our generation, have a sh- a movie that has lasted this long that we can come back to. Like, if you really think about it, like Paul Walker's character represents a lot of the import scene, a lot of that other scene for the United States and racing. Whereas Vin Diesel represents the American muscle scene and they pay so much homage to muscle cars, to the Dukes of Hazard. I mean, to, um, uh, what is it? Knight Rider, to all these other movies from the US you know, there's such a great variety of cars that we've all talked about. And we know some of the bums stand on import. Some of the bums are muscle. Some of the bums are European. You know, we're all over the board. That's, that's I think, one of the best parts is that we have a cultural that fucking Volkswagen reference. Jetta out of here. Okay, okay. We have a cultural <laughs> reference to these movies that, that really takes on. Daniel? Uh, yeah, I just kind of want it because I know Bryce, he made his stance with being on Paul's side with all the imports and everything. For me, I was on oh. the opposite. I, oh, uh, hell no. no. Hell yeah, I was like, America, bro, 
<laughs> how, how are you going to betray? Oh, my God. Yeah, go. <laughs> go, support the American muscle. What do you mean? Uh, import. I'm a, I'm going to ride with Paul Walker till I die. See, I would say I'm more open me. to the imports now because, like, even now, I feel like it'd be a fun, like, car project to do. But, like, when I was a kid seeing this, I was just like, no, like, American muscle. <laughs> We do. I, mean, I love American muscle. It's not that I don't. I just I appreciate imports, and maybe that's like with my cousins when I was really young. We were always Paul Walker people. We were always like Paul Walker gang till I die. Like, go ahead, Eddie. I, all I was gonna say, I think the biggest thing was the first movie at the end when he's racing his uh his Supra. Was the Charger didn't need Nos. But the Supra did, right? The, the, okay. Now, granted, granted, okay. hold on, hold on, hold on. That was a straightaway. I get it. I understand. It's different than if, if he were to race him in an actual windy race, the import would definitely have the advantage. But I think as far as the power is concerned, I, I am with Daniel. But I, if I had a car garage, listen, if I had a car garage and I could have any car I wanted, not only would my charger be there, I, the R34 would certainly be there, and I would definitely have an R35 GTR as well. So, I mean, it, it's not like I'm completely, you know what I mean, one way or the other. Here's the question. best part of the movie. That is the best part of the movie series. And here's a question that every Fast and Furious fan, I think, still wants to know the answer to. Who won that race at the end of episode three? Are we giving it to Sean, the new DK, or Vin Diesel? I, I like to think Sean won just because I think it – fucks over the entire character arc in that entire movie if he gets dusted in an American muscle car in that scene alone. Because drifting like that, you're right. Import what he has, it should be able to smoke a car. And yes, it's not saying Vin Diesel's not the best driver because that's a brand new technique. I just think it would be total bullshit for him to win on the first try. Just my hot take on it. I know some people are diehard Vin Diesel people and they're like, yeah, he fucked you know, but it's never stated, to my understanding. I think it is actually in the end of um, beginning of eight, maybe or seven. I think uh, you see Lucas Black who plays Sean. Um, I think he does hand over money to Vin Diesel, but I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure they mention it, but I could be wrong. I'll be rewatching it tomorrow, and I will keep a note <laughs> and I'll text not, you about it not. if I. But I just think that would be kind of bullshit because you yeah. saw how hard it was for him to learn the technique. And I don't know. Daniel, what, what is your yeah. take on it? I mean. Oh, geez. I'm trying to <laughs> <laughs> remember here. Because, like, I can picture the scene. Like, I know what you're talking about. I just. Oh, my God. It really has been a minute. Um, 2006 was a while ago. <laughs> yeah been through plenty of concussions since then too yeah right yeah fair enough yeah. Fair. uh i think the only other two like talking points i really wanted to get into this as we're kind of coming to the end is i think there's a big thing to say about the theme of family in the movies i you know that comes to the bums the bums we see ourselves more than friends family fast Pierce the same way ben diesel god he he brings it up a little too much now family family I drive cars in the random crap for family. I work for the CIA and these spies for family. And it's like, you know, I, yeah, I don't I, know I what you, where you're going guys. with that, dude. Like, okay, I guess. I, I don't know. Like, 
I don't know. I mean, I love it, but it's like, come on, come on, man. Like, let's not maybe something new. I don't know. Which leads yeah, to yeah. a. I was oh, just go gonna ahead, say, Bryce. I agree with you, especially like the recent ones. I'm just like, all right, all right. Um, even in uh, what is it, Hobbs and Shaw too? Like that they even had that in there. I was like, quick tangent on that too that ending i i don't love the ending you know the reason Hobbs shot happened was because the franchise wanted jason statenham really badly and honestly they wanted to keep the rock but apparently there was some sort of fight or dispute between vin diesel and the rock in episode eight and they can no longer be on like set together because they're going to kill each other or something like that i don't fully know why i've tried to find stuff on it but haven't really found out too much of the reason why they have such an issue. Okay. Um, I think it was actually between The Rock and a couple of the other people. Like Tyrese Gibson kind of hated him uh, for a little bit. Could be wrong. Um, but I think they've settled their differences for the most part. Um, and I think they're kind of back on to just, hey, we're just going to make movies and, and that's going to be that. Um, yeah. But I know for a little bit for sure, dude, they, they, there, was some, there was some BS going on behind the scenes that we didn't know about. Yeah. I think it's definitely interesting because I remember reading a report a couple of years ago, like Hobbs and Shaw is going to be its own series within the franchise there. Last time I heard they were project, they had like a three movie series, like already written down for. And then, and then, so yeah, so the end, so the last thing to talk about the series is obviously as I was going through it, you know, I don't want Fast and Furious to end, but all things must come to an end. And I think, you know, after five, I thought, all right, they're done. After six, I thought, all right, they're done. After seven, I was like, I would have put money that they were done. I couldn't believe they were making an eight. And then I saw a report that they were going to end it at 10. That was always the original goal. Once they got to four, they wouldn't do this 10-part series. And now I'm hearing they're looking at maybe making a 14th movie. They're in talks to schedule a 14th film. And it's like, look. I don't know. I, you know, I love the Fast and the Furious franchise, but I don't know. Like, uh, how do you guys feel that? Because a lot of fans I know are torn about this, even within the bums. Some are like, make, let them make 30. And I'm like, God, man. No, 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 no. But, Daniel, how do you feel? Um, like, do you feel like the franchise has gone too far now? Because they're literally flying in the space, in the commercial. They're flying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, honestly see the thing i guess at this point i'm trying to think of how to word this because i do think they should have cut it a while ago but at the same time they still are at a certain level main they're maintaining a certain level which is like like you know with fast and furious you know what you're gonna get is a thing it's not gonna I mean, you're going to definitely have a lot of aspects you like about it, but especially with all these movies now, it's like, okay, I mean, just, all right. It's another one. Um, And it's just like, I don't know. Like, I feel like, because like even going all the way to 14, I feel like it's going to be crazy. And I know they're going to find like something to like have something interesting about it. And there'll always be new cars, new things to add and everything to it. But it's like, damn are they just going to keep this going on forever like is that the running joke <laughs> like it just never ends um gonna get to the part our kids are going to grow up on the ending of the series like god I damn. Know, right? 
<laughs> uh, Eddie, go ahead, dude. No, I was going to say, I remember watching uh, Furious 7. Because it came out, what, 2015? Uh, yeah. 2015, 2015. Yep. Yeah, I went to go see it on spring break. And I was like, bro, this better be the end. Like, this is it, right? Like, this is this. They could have sent it off at, at 7, honestly. Mm-hmm. And, and even 8. At the end of 8, they could have just said, you know what? We have the kid. Tom's kid's here. They're going to raise it. Awesome. You know what? We know that um, Mia and, and Brian O'Connor are on their own with their own kid growing up. Cool. We can just end it there. And then they came out and said, nah, we're going to do a movie about Dom's long lost brother, apparently. And I'm just like, okay, you know what? You just got to cut it. But here's the thing to add on to Daniel. We know what we're expecting. And this is now a billion dollar um, movie series and i don't just mean revenue billion dollars i mean net billions of dollars and so you're making that much money why would you stop and i, I it's unfortunate i look i didn't watch eight for a year or two until after it came out honestly and i'm a big fan nine i mean i might watch it sometime i don't know but i'm already losing my interest and this is gonna sound maybe contradictory i already got premiere tickets to go see it saturday and imax i paid an extra like 10 bucks i for me and my mom she's literally driving two hours up here to come watch it in the nicest theater in oklahoma that we have in more imax reclining seats like the works you can get a steak apparently brought to you we're not doing that but but i like I, you know as i complain it's like i've never missed since 2006, a premiere for Fast and the Furious. I've always seen it either midnight, Friday, or Saturday. I've never, yeah, since this third one came out, I've never missed. And I, I won't unless something happens. I, I am loyal to a fault. Like, I'm always going to be like, because now it's like, I want to know. Like, you know, episode nine, we don't know what happens, but, you know, it's in the, it's in the trailer, so no spoilers. Han is alive. We all thought he fucking died eight movies ago. Not really eight, but close enough. You know, and I have mixed emotions about that because I heard the issue is that Jason Statham, I saw a thing that they really want to make him a key component like The Rock in the series. And apparently people care so much that he killed Han. Like it actually affected the cells of Hobbs and Shaw because people don't fucking like him. Even after what he did in eight. Like, they are still, like, having him in the Dom needs to kill his ass zone. And it's, like, they. I think that's why they're bringing back Han, so they can finally be like, oh, you didn't have to do anything, you know? It's all good in the hood. But, I don't know, Fast and Furious, yeah, and then his long-lost brother, and, you know, Ben Diesel is mixed. It's no secret. And John Cena is, is why, it's just, like, okay, not saying that can't be family, but it's, like, and Dom's very, you know, Dom's very family-oriented. Why does he have this long lost brother that we've never heard about through eight movies? Are you kidding me? And all I've heard is this it's supposed to come back to Dom's origin story and like show his childhood a little bit. But then you see shit like they're flying a freaking car off a magnet, off a jet. Like, I don't even fully understand it. I, I don't know. Like, it's, it, I'm going to go see it, obviously, but it's like a hot mess and it's just okay. Like, this is it. I don't know. Um, I think a lot of the thing with Fast and Furious that I feel like a lot 
of the draw to it is the absurdity of what happens with some of the cars. Because um, I know I watched videos explaining the actual science um, for the one where they dropped, they parachuted all the cars out and the science. Dude, send me that link. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how that, yeah, what they, it, it yeah, it was a whole thing how um, it, it wouldn't have really happened in that way but i mean it's fast and furious like you know things that shouldn't happen happen in there and it's it's in it's entertainment at the end of the day and it's always fun to see even how ridiculous it gets at times so all right well gentlemen final thoughts uh eddie final thoughts on fast and furious i mean i think the coolest thing is again i talk about how we have our own generational movie series thing that we can always depend on i think it's the coolest thing in the world that i walked into a group of people where we were big on football and oregon and sports but then all of a sudden it was like we just dropped fast and furious and everyone was like whoa, whoa, whoa. wait you like fast and furious hold on yes i remember wait a that. minute we're big fans too. And I think that's the coolest thing in the world is that we're all such big fans of the show for many reasons that we've mentioned. And it's the coolest thing that we get to talk about it all the time. So I think that'll be the last thing. It's cool. As much as we rag on Fast and Furious and some of the absurdity now that they're about, it's so cool that it linked us together even more. Daniel, final thought. Um, for me, I guess just a quick fun fact. I mean, kind of going off with my final thoughts with how like, I've always seen it while traveling and everything a lot of times. And even though like I haven't made that a tradition, it just somehow happens is Hobbs and Shaw actually watched in China when it was in theaters. So I thought that was interesting that a show that it made me miss my car more too, which didn't help <laughs> over there because I could not drive and I'd been gone for months at this point and I already missed driving so much. And yeah, I was just, mm. but yeah, Bryce. The last thing, two things I want to say before my final thoughts is one, cheers, Eddie. You know, fun fact, the first movie I ever went and saw with any of the bums was with Daniel. I don't know if you remember. It was during final weeks of our sophomore year, and you picked me up, and it's when we went to meet uh, the bum who, you know, fucked Jerry for the first time. You had never even met this guy. And we, like, showed up at his apartment. We were super lost. I don't know if you remember this. He had to, like, walk out and, like, find us on the street. We were lost. And then we took his car to go see the movie. The second thing about missing your car, I honestly, the, the most dangerous place in the world might be a parking lot after a Fast and Furious movie because <laughs> I always feel like I need to go do some Vin Diesel shit. My final comment, ride or die. All right, everyone. This has been Struggling with the... Oh, oh we got one no, more. Oh. I was, I was going to say that reminds me. That was the funniest thing in Fast and Furious 6. Letty lost her memory. She's in the car with with Brian and, and Dom Toretto. And they just look at each other and they're like, ride or die? I'm like, yeah, ride or die. And she's looking at them going, what the fuck am I into right now? And, and, and it really was. It's ride or die, man. It's all about the family. So, yeah. Hey, just like the bums. Ride or die. Ride or die with my bums. Um, this has been Struggling with the Bums movie segment. Have no fears. We're going to be doing a lot more of these in the future. I'm a big movie guy. Eddie's a big movie guy. I don't know if Daniel's a big movie guy, but I know he, he has watched a lot of movies with us and he has great input on everything we bring in. So, especially on the technical side, which I, I, I have no clue on that stuff. Uh, this has been Struggling with the Bums. 
hit us uh when this drops uh hopefully i don't even know when but hit us in our comments you know talk about your fasting you like fast and furious maybe we can all be friends i don't know all right everyone see you